0: you don't i think the the amazing rando would is too depressed to have any follow-through to do anything like that he would just send us a book of pictures of all of his records
1: sit back relax and enjoy the warm sounds of the beer engine podcast with griff and tony
0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff is back for another week of the Beer Engine podcast, and also back, uh, I guess, is our resident uh, NBA betting expert. He's the Heralibus Vulgaris of uh, Australia, uh, Heralibob, as it were. He's got his, he's sitting on a couple 10, 20 mil. He's arguing with people on the internet about why Bitcoin is good. Um, it's, uh, it's Tony, Bob, Tony, how's your bets looking? Uh,
1: bets are looking look
0: bad for a day and better today.
1: Yeah. look looked terrible for a day, better today. It, I think my bets are better than the crypto market because at least what we're running here is something that is legitimate. 94% of people are going to get their money back or, or win money. Yeah. Um, unlike, um, Fucking crypto where it's a zero-sum game. Those at the top win. Those at the bottom lose. It's a Ponzi scheme. But if I was going to invent a coin, the Tony Bob coin, it's maybe in Bob. the top top 50 coin names. I, I think I, we I need think, to get uh, out of the coin business and go to the card business. That's why I think the TARD card has some value. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, the actual card.
1: Um, well I was thinking... Well, because a Bitcoin isn't actually a coin. Let's just get away from the word coin. Let's remarket this You cannot this look shing. at it. Yeah,
0: no, yeah.
1: Let's actually, like, let's revolutionize the crypto space. Let's get away from NFTs. Let's go to cards. Like, there's cash a okay. there. there. There's collector cards. There's, but we haven't had money on cards like MasterCard, Visa. You're thinking we
0: go back to, or we go. oh, you're thinking it's a credit card. I was thinking no. like we, uh, oh. I thought you were thinking of like baseball cards or whatever.
1: See, that, that's, I'm trying to sort of cover all my bases because I know the crypto collecting space is big. I think we sort of merged the coin with the NFT. I think there's great value there, but we call it a card, but it links to no image or anything. So...
0: Okay, so you can't you can't look at anything, and it's not really worth anything.
1: Correct, and it is fungible. Ah, that's Good. I want it to be fungible.
0: The most fun. It's yeah. You can <laughs> you can hold it. Uh, you can have it in your hands. It has no value, and there is no artistic uh, definitely uh, not value or or even artistic. Um, uh, I guess uh, aura about it. It's really just. It, it's just a. It, I mean, and how does how does it become unartistic? It, even if it's just plain white, somebody would be like, "Oh, so cool, bro." Um, you'd have to have it look like a, like a wet weathered library card from like 1986 or something like that. I think that'd be something that somebody would just immediately throw it in the garbage, right?
1: See, I think that's that's more aesthetically pleasing than something that's plain white. But a numbers art just linked to a ledger that's mm. just numbers, just a whole string of like. Zeros and ones.
0: Yeah. All right, just binary, just straight yeah. binary. And it doesn't do anything either. It's not any binary that does anything. It doesn't oh, play like a Pong not. game or anything. No, yeah.
1: No. Okay. That, that's, right. that's my pitch on sort of the revolution to the crypto market. Let's mint it, baby. Let's and sign it up. I'm, I want to peg it to something because we all know that coins are being pegged to stable coins. I want to peg it yeah. to unstable cards.
0: I know I know you wanna peg something. We know we know what you wanna do. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is Some is really into pegging, I hear, yeah. Well, um, now there's
1: a thought. I was thinking NFTs that is just cartoons of pegs pegging other pegs.
0: Oh, alright. So you're minting like some porno um, some kind of porno. A uh, uh, coin, yeah, porno coin,
1: porno Jake um, coin. I don't know what that stuff's called. Um, it's not anime, but there is a name: hentai. Hentai of a So You want a, hentai? you want a, hen-
0: you, want a hen- <laughs> you want some. You want like an anime girl with huge no. honkers.
1: No, no, I, I want an actual pig with it like a, an, a pig that has it, like a mouth and, a, and. You so you're thinking stuff. like a
0: golf, like golf tee-looking guy.
1: Well, like a clothes pig, if you're familiar with a clothes pig.
0: Yeah. I, are you thinking, Is that like a tack? Is that what we would call a tack here? Like is it that little stick with a little rubber?
1: It's like a pair like, of tongs, uh, plastic pair of tongs kind of thing. Uh,
0: oh, it's like a clothes pin. Yeah. Yeah, clothes pin. That's what yeah. we call those, yeah. Yeah,
1: we call them pigs. They go in and out.
0: Alright. So you got a little clothespin with like a popsicle stick face on it, like if you put yep. like your little googly eyes. Like a stick stickly type fellow. Yep. If you I don't know you probably don't know who that is, nope. but doesn't matter. Uh, he's and he's he's got a strap-on dildo on.
1: Well she saying. in this case would would be wearing the strap on okay, dildo.
0: Sure. She's she's wearing she's wearing the strap on dildo. Uh she has the big pair of anime titties. Yes. And she's pegging the... The peg, uh, the clothespin. Clothespin.
1: Uh-huh. I think we can make an NFT out of it. And you want to mint that into NFT. (laughs) Well, come on. Compared to some of the other fucking NFTs, I'm looking at you, Goose Island, that has more value than a Goose Island NFT. Just saying. Well, you
0: didn't know that one of the Goose Islands was Blanton's barrel pegging a uh, a rare barrel. Clothespin. Close pin. We're no, a, a barrel pin. Hooters. Yeah, perfect. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. It's two bungholes. Uh, <laughs> perfect. And we're this, this is right really taking a,
1: an absurdist turn <laughs> right off the top. Yeah, themselves. that's
0: really good. We love it. So your finals bets, Tony, you had Draymond to win the MVP. His first game was less than ideal, we'll this say. I believe he had it. A four four five and eleven rebounds O of four from three
1: that's not a strong um, suit then I, I, he
0: should not he should should have been over for 0. might have helped yesterday uh, or Sunday a little better Nine I uh, sorry that is uh oh yeah that's right okay so he had a nine seven and five and he was doing some good defense stuff so um, that was a better game for him he, he's still in it Um I think Steph may in the lead right now, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we get back in Boston. I think the Warriors in five, I actually weirdly like it more now, and I kind of want to double down on it. <laughs> double down, um, I say. Because uh, this series all of a sudden started reminding me of um, the Bulls Heat uh, 2011 where yep. the Bulls won game one, and it was very emotional, and we were like, oh, man, the Bulls are looking good. And then they lost you know, the rest of the games. Um, that said, the Bulls started at home, so I think this is a little different. They're going to have to go back to Boston and win two, but, you know, we'll see. What What is it at right now? Let's take a look. Pro basketball, futures. Uh... Boston, Golden State, exact number games. Celtics, uh, sorry, Warriors in five is now plus 700. Um, And we got it at, what did we get it at, Tony?
1: Fact if I know. I I can't work out your odds.
0: We got it at, that's seven to one is what that is. And we got it at, hmm, come on.
1: What did we what get? Did we get? A, did we, did we, get we get better value or was it worse value?
0: Well, what day did we? I'm just like trying to remember what day we did this. Here we go. We got it plus four twenty five. So we, that's four point two five to one. So we, now we're getting seven to one.
1: Double down, I say. Double, double down.
0: Yeah, get another, get another few bucks on this.
1: All yeah, right. for sure. All
0: right, that one's in. Okay, so we're we're <laughs> sticking to it. So we, 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 if the Warriors lose tomorrow, then we're already fucked. So, um,
1: well, But we're we'll all about quickly. value. That's what we're really into rather than trying to go for the sure thing. You look in the early days of, of the bubble, we backed Phoenix in and we almost got there to make the playoffs when they were a mile behind, if you remember, back when Phoenix. That's right. Before they they
0: should have gotten in. Yep. We got that at like plus 1,800 or some shit too. Was was um hey you're talking about value it's a that's our sponsor of our show pegcoin uh <laughs> it's going to the moon uh pegcoin to the moon it's it's taken off uh, tony um, i know last week we talked a little fast food cuz you went to the you went to Macca's. you got yourself yep. that uh, kind of you know milky looking uh, drink there
1: that's sweet uh, sweet and I don't mean that as in like sweet, sweet is good, but super sickly sweet, Australiano Australian chai latte.
0: That's right, mm, yummy. Uh, I went for a little fast food this weekend. Uh, I was feeling a little um, looking. I was feeling a little adventurous, and a place that I've never been to. Uh, is a place called Jollibee, and that was right by where I was hanging out over at the Wahoos. You know, I love the Wahoos. You do love the
1: Wahoos? You get yourself a fish taco?
0: Yeah, we passed in the fish tacos, decided for some Jollibee. You know what Jollibee is, Tony?
1: I do not know what Jollibee is.
0: I'm surprised you guys don't have them in Melbourne there. Maybe you do somewhere, but it's a Filipino fast food restaurant. And we got a couple of them here. Uh, We had a couple in Chicago. I never went, but they offer uh, sort of a wide selection of uh, (laughs) items that seem to be the result of colonialism and uh, war.
1: Um, that's why we don't have them because the Filipino American war has had a big influence on with Philippine American relationship. And um, yeah, we don't, see as many filipinos as say we see vietnamese people or other sure. southeast asian countries because of the relationship you had through your um push to colonize places like the philippines and, sure. and the like so well yeah
0: yeah i would think probably as a result of say the korean war especially a lot of this type of food exists over there uh, notably um Well, they have fried chicken, and we had the fried chicken called Chicken Joy. We had some of the famous spaghetti, and the spaghetti is essentially spaghetti noodles with sort of a sweet, smoky sauce, sort of a... I don't want to say it's barbecue sauce, but it has a barbecue sauce, like, undertone to it. Uh, It's got cut-up hot dogs in there also. And then uh, we got a little bit of the... um, Was that it? I think that might have been it. We got a little mashed tater because I want to try it but uh, the chicken is really good I will say that the chicken was top notch very crust very crispy um, nice breading uh, nice crisp on it nice spice on the spicy um, the hot dog spaghetti though Tony I don't know uh, I'm actually going to post a couple pictures of this up for you guys here at live while we talk about this on our discord but there um, I do not know if I was a huge fan of of See, the old hot dog hot dog spaghetti um, it, it just, here you go here's here's the picture of everything I just put it in, in the kitchen uh,
1: It is a fairly classic combination the, the um, hot dog spaghetti thing and not just in the Philippines it's also um, famous I think in Hong Kong and Korea Sure, sure And I think it comes down yeah. to the quality of dog that you're using, not to say that you have to use <laughs> like the world's most Expensive dog. I
0: thought, but- I mean, I'm like I'm expensive dog. Are you talking like, what, Australian Shepherd? Are you talking <laughs> Poodle? Okay.
1: But, no, get yourself a decent dog with a decent snap to it. Um, I think it would be delicious in there. I don't have a problem with it. I would
0: say this was, not, this was more of your kind
1: of not frank. too snap.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's what where the issue is. The big issue I have with I mean, this- and Tony
0: have me and Tony have skinless franks, but we don't need it. We don't need <laughs> your hot dog to have them. All right. Uh, now, so the other thing I had, Tony, was this adobo rice, and actually, that might have been my favorite thing. The adobo rice and the chicken sort of had a feel of a Filipino style Popeyes, where I like the gotcha. dirty rice or the rice and beans from Popeyes. They have the adobo rice there. The chicken was real, like, crispy, thin, breading, and spicy. The difference being they have this kind of unique-tasting gravy, kind of spiced gravy, uh, like a chicken gravy, yep. that you can dip your chicken into. And that was pretty good, actually. So all of those components, I was like, boom, this is good for me. But hot dog spaghetti, mashed potatoes were just KFC mashed potatoes, honestly, so fuck that. <laughs> um, so I, I, I skipped that, and I think I'd skip the hot dog spaghetti next time. But, um, And it's kind of fun to try.
1: My interesting menu item that I don't fully wrap my head around from this chain is the burger steak. Mm -hmm. Were you tempted to go with the burger steak, which is essentially just from what I understand, hamburger patties with that, that, um, spice gravy that you were talking about in a couple of sides. Well,
0: Tony, that's a nice carryover from American cuisine too, because, um, Midwestern American cuisine includes a... Salisbury. Many of us are the Salisbury steak, of course. Mm. Um, And then you know that exists in Hawaiian because they eat loco moco. And loco moco is really just rice, a hamburger, some gravy, and an egg. Um, So there's all this everywhere. Uh, I would like that. Tony, I used to love... um, One of my favorite breakfast dishes is uh, hamburger steak and eggs. I love it. (laughs) I don't know why I like it so much. But it's just like eating a hamburger and an egg but without a bun, you know. Um, and I think it's tasty. So I'd, I'd probably like that, sure. I love Loco moco. I know that.
1: There you go. I'm surprised that their chicken sandwiches don't come with, like, this gravy. They look kind of dry, so.
0: They do, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would stick – I would go right ahead with the – if next, if you're here, Tony, if we want to hit some fast food, we'll check out Jollibee. I think you'd like the chicken. Yep. I think that it's good. chicken. Good. Now – Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were speaking off air um, about um, John Oliver and his recent expose on Subway. Don't want to go into that, but.
0: I felt very validated, by the way. Everybody, I think, knows. I've said it on every podcast I've ever been on how much I hate Subway. Yep. So that was a very validating experience to watch the Subway takedown.
1: Now, I don't know whether you're having the same issue in America, but we've currently got a shortage of what we call iceberg lettuce. I don't know what you call it, just your bog standard. That's what we call it. That's yep. what we call it. Cool. Well, we've got a shortage of that going on right now. And Subway, one of the first chains affected, because you know how much lettuce they bulk out those sandwiches with. They're,
0: iceberg only, baby,
1: yeah. Well, not in Australia. Um, they have to bulk them out with cabbage. So, <laughs> right? so Maybe They're mixing iceberg with cabbage to
0: bulk it out. What do you think about that? That might is that I mean, cabbage is kind of whatever. It's healthier, probably. I <laughs> cabbage is cabbage is denser a bit yeah. than lettuce.
1: My issue is not that one's better than the other. I just I think cabbage takes a little bit more care to handle correctly. Normally, it's in a coleslaw that's slathered with mayo. Like, I think it oxidizes when it's cut left raw in just like. That's- a container at Subway. I think that that's really the issue. It's not.
0: We're just gonna make sauerkraut on accident, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah!
1: I love sauerkraut, by the way. That's one Me of my too, favorite things ever. It,
0: yeah.
1: And if they just if
0: they just salted it and did that thing that you do when you you ever like you salt it, and massage it, and you squeeze all the yeah, liquid out of there. Juice. Yep. That actually probably that would improve their sandwich by like forty percent.
1: Yeah, is without a that, doubt, Like
0: salted cabbage on top.
1: But do you trust a subway employee in their gloves to squeeze out the moisture out of a lettuce? I want them to handle like items as little as possible.
0: Sure.
1: Gotta say I, I don't agree. trust them.
0: So do you is so the I know we said we weren't gonna talk about it, but I'm curious because you have subways there. Yeah. And they're in pretty much every part of the fucking world. Uh, is the subway setup does your your government although being, you know, imperfect tends to be more protective and prohibitive to businesses that are taking advantage of people uh, than the United States government, which almost openly encourages if it was profitable, I think the U S government would be fine if a company came and shot me in the head. Um, So is there more restrictions on the, like the shit subway can pull there or is it about the same?
1: Well, the being an employee of a subway franchise, yes, we have a minimum wage, and yes, that is better. And your working conditions are far superior to those in the United States. But in saying that the subway franchisee agreement that John Oliver went into in depth actually highlighted right. what was happening in Australia. And that is because they can pull that same shit in the franchise agreement that they pull sure. in America, which is like, like yes, they do prey on people that are, um, are new to the country, new immigrants, and and that is is kind of. Course, Not his sure. kind of slimy. That is really slimy. Same interior. But, but for people trying to print money in an easy way, it turns out Subway, isn't it? And, yeah, they pull that shit in Australia all the time and they they go into locations right beside one another all the time. Hmm. So. <laughs> the
0: Subway in the Subway was kind of funny. <laughs> um, of course, no company would come and shoot me in the head because, you know what, I have to consume. So it would not be profitable to shoot me in the head. I need to go buy really? cheap I disagree. Uh, fashion that, and uh, I have to buy like a little cell phone every few years.
1: Can I list a couple? Okay. I, I think got? ventilator manufacturers, for one, would be happy to shoot you in the head as long as you are able mm-hmm. to still go on a ventilator. Um, and ventilated nursing homes, which are a thing. Terry,
0: Terry Shibo was one yep. of the most profitable people they ever knew. Absolutely.
1: It's not every <laughs> corporation that wouldn't shoot you in the head. It's just the majority of corporations wouldn't okay, shoot you so in yeah, the head. The
0: Ventilator people would probably be half interested. Um, the 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 gun person maybe, but, you know, although I don't know if they – they don't really want me to shoot anyone in the head. They just want you to own it.
1: Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're more about the strut. They're sort of like, right. um, just trying to think of other people that would want you, um, like the want human leather trade. They would be a big fan. Not for yeah. you, but they could then turn and you into the, a... Into, and, the,
0: and the funeral people, yeah. you, know, they're kind of a,
1: you know. Like, who doesn't want whatever. a human scrotum purse?
0: Mm. Okay, so you're saying that... I have a – oh, you think I have a nice enough looking scrotum to be made into a purse. Oh, that's
1: cool. Well, I, I think it's big and saggy enough that, yeah, you could fit a few coins in there.
0: Hmm. So it's a poor person's change purse. Okay, interesting. Um, geez. Now it's really going downhill for me. Um, all right, Tony. Uh, I uh, So tomorrow – Uh, To 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 get a little beer talking, sneak a little beer discussion, and and not talk about my scrotum and penis or whatever, Um, which both have come up already. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to. We had to record a day early today, not to not to do my time and place obsession thing again, but uh, it's because of a fun, interesting reason. I'm going to a bottle share tomorrow. I'm going to a weekday bottle share, (laughs) like a moron. and I don't know what I'm going to bring yet. So maybe you can – actually, you know what, Tony, this would be fun. You can help me pick out a beer to bring for, okay. my, for my bottle
1: there. So we're only All talking right, so, one bottle, are we, at the bottle Oh, sheet. no, I'm
0: bringing a, I'm bringing a couple. Okay. We, can just, we can just look at a couple here. Let's what do that.
1: Ooh, he's away in from the mic. This, <laughs> yeah. this is a good pod, podcasting. I wonder what it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Gloop, but it could be material no, imperial uh, stout. It's all I bottles. It is. Which is, yeah. okay. No, it does say bottle there. share, but I would accept, accept cans. I can, you
0: can bring cans. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, I could. All right, so this one, Tony, I got is Bottle Logic's Degree of Motion. This is the barrel-aged cookies and cream stout. This has uh, it's imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels, finished with chocolate sandwich cookies, cacao nibs, and marshmallow. So one thing we need to be considering is how pissed off will Kelly be if I bring these beers. So Okay. Uh, this one
1: is right up giving me a up here. Little
0: bit, this one's giving me a little worries right here. Yep. The Oreo flavor.
1: It's but in, it's, it does sound delicious. It's in the lead right now, let me tell you.
0: Uh well it's a, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. All right, here's one I got here. This is a Horus. This is the super calamillennialistic expialidocious falcon. Uh this is a Willet. Barrel aged stout with geisha coffee Ooh, geishas. All right, uh, hazelnuts and marshmallow.
1: All right, okay. It's interesting. Uh, big wax seal on that puppy. That oh yeah, he's all got it. Do you have to open your own bottles at the bottle share, or is that somebody else's no, job? He's
0: got he's got a whale slayer, which is what they call him around here. Which is this big m- some bitch bottle opener with a with a um, serrated uh doodad in there to cut at this
1: thing okay this might be a good uh, place to offload those wax seals
0: i got i have a heavy duty opener okay i could take care of it this one i don't know if i'm going to bring this one tony this one might be a mean tell share but we can talk about it this is goat hill imperial stout aged in pete pappy van winkle 23 year barrels for 23 months
1: set that one aside that's not going to a bottle share
0: right i agree uh, okay, we got this one. This is Palace's Prescience. This is a Willet barrel aged stout. Period. That sounds good though. Yep. No no shit in there.
1: That's that's going to the lead. I think that's that's good because I think a lot a lot of other people will have adjuncts. So that that one's I think in now, the lead for me.
0: Now here's now here's one of my favorites for this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out to you. Okay. This is the side. side. I don't have it in front of me, but I know it's in my uh, stash. In my stash. This is Side Projects Longst, L A N G S T. This is a bourbon barrel aged uh, Adam beer. A so like an old ale. Okay. An old ale. A German old yep. ale. Brewed with seven different. Uh, German uh, malt. It's a historic, strong, malty German ale that was brewed with seven different German malts and fermented with a fruity yeast strain. It's aged for 18 months in bourbon barrels to showcase the barrel as a predominant characteristic, leading to notes of dark, dried fruit, coffee, caramel, peat, and leather before being bottled almost still, and then aged for 18 months in six year old Buffalo Trace barrel uh I, I do like that That's... this one is a favorite of mine because this is it comes in a 25 ounce bottle this is a seven
1: okay um how many people would generally get a share of of that particular bottle at this bottle share I think
0: we're gonna gonna have about it's gonna be a small one and it's gonna be a five, maybe a fiver, five person one.
1: So so that's really perfect in the wheelhouse. It it is non adjunct, which I think is advantageous because I think a lot of people tend to bring adjuncts to yeah. um bottle shares. Bottle size is great. Um and enough going on. It's either between that or the last one that you you showed before that. But I I really think Um, yeah, the very last one that you got to, I think you were holding back on it for good reason, because that's the one you want to take. And you know,
0: that's the one I want to take. And I think I have one other Horus. There's a Horus that's an unaged barley wine with a bunch of hazelnuts and I don't forget the name of it. So whatever, shoot me. I think those two are my faves. And if I'm feeling spicy tomorrow, I might grab that last little guy, but, um, we'll see. So those little bottles The thing is I'm torn because (laughs) those little bottles are really good and they're fun and and you'll get some clout for sharing them, but they're perfect for Kelly and I to drink one. I don't really need to bottle share it. You know what I mean? Is the problem.
1: Like do you go to a bottle share to share clout or just to share beer that perhaps they don't have? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess my days of needing clout have long passed. I think, uh, I either have it or I don't, and I probably don't. You don't. So no. why bother anymore? I don't, do I need, there is the guy, I mean, you know, the lords. I talk about the shit lords all the time that come and they like show you a beer that's in their cooler and then they just put it away and leave. <laughs> and you're like, all right, <laughs> fucking, what the fuck was that?
1: That could be the so, power oh, move. Fine. Take yourself your 15 yeah. best bottles and then have two
0: like. That's what people do. Oh, people do that. They just open one and they bring, they bring like 10 in a cooler of of other shit. It's very funny. So I'm going to, yeah, a little bottle share. The guy texted me. He's like, yo, do you eat steak? I'm like, sure. (laughs) What is the relevance of this? But he is going to make, he's making us steaks. I'm like, all right. (laughs) That's cool. It's cool. I mean, he's the nicest guy in the world. uh, So outside of
1: stout and barley wine, are we going to see anything else in this bottle share? Because it seems to me Uh, a bottle share has turned into... Like it's got to be above ten percent. It's got to see some barrel, and it's more than likely got to be dark.
0: I've been to this guy's house before. He keeps a stash of Dre and Cantillon, pretty much. So we will see some high end sour come out. Um, I don't want to bring my Dre because it's it's another one that's only a twelve and it's a three thirty or three fifty or whatever.
1: Yep, and you don't want to divorce.
0: that's mine. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't know. I don't. I have a frame My framboos ookst is going to be sticking around for me. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably be holding on to that. But uh, yeah, you know, he keeps a stash. He. I would not be surprised if he had um, some like fafone or uh, rosé de gambrinus or something sitting around. So
1: nice. Well, it sounds yeah, like you're sick. actually going to have a variety at a bottle share for once, rather than just pastries out after pastries and out. My,
0: my boy frank he'll bring bring some some ipa just to sip on in between stouts so that's always good uh tony that's enough about me and all my bottle events why don't we jump in to see what our all of our friends were doing on the discord oh we got a we got a we got a question, but not on the mail keg, Tony. Um, well, actually, let's we'll we'll save that for a sec. We'll go to that in a minute. But um, we did uh, we did have Grammar Purist. He was back. He was uh, looking for some offensive team name ideas. I don't think we paid off here. Although I think um, both Nick Torque, Whale Oil, Beef hooked. <laughs> Is pretty good, and then a uh, foot racing medicine. Cawthorn is play actually W-toods. kind of Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah, we got a we got a question here from our buddy Corey. He asked, uh, "Do I play if it's this National scene? Donut?" What's up? <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, he messed up. He posted it on he on here. Again, so he asked, uh, "It was Nash. It was National Donut Day the other day." Uh, he studies an Angel Cream guy, but. What do you got, Tony? What's your favorite donut? Are you a donut eater? Are you guys eating donuts out
1: there? Of course. I think it really comes down to the structure of the crumb first and foremost. Are you sure. a yeasted donut or a cake donut person? To me, there's only one right answer, and sure as shit isn't cake. If I want cake... Yeah, I'm a yeasted
0: donut guy, typically. I'll eat fucking
1: cake. So give me a yeasted donut... I like it simple with a yeasted donut. Um, Something salty, like a salty pecan donut, um, or a salty (laughs) pecan, or a peanut praline. But it can't be too dense, where it weighs down the yeasted donut. Just keep it simple. Even just a a vanilla dipped um, glaze. So you don't like a? Do you like a?
0: Do you like a filled
1: donut? I'm not a huge filled guy. I know that's a popular thing to to fill them with like a, a creme pat or whatever you want to fill them with, jam. That's not my deal. It's like I want to enjoy like that oil and, and pillowiness ness without like dealing with creme pat. Yeah.
0: I what like the you? angel cream. I don't know if angel cream is uh, something that – I, I was surprised that even Corey was familiar with it. I'm not. But it's not. not creme pat. Creme pat is more of a – what is is That's closer to a custard, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So but you've this, got more of a, this is somewhere more in a light, very whipped cream, um, very, very light whipped cream, but almost has a marshmallow oh. element about it. It's not meringue, but it's well, so light. It's so fluffy and uh, and just like nicely sweet, sometimes with a little vanilla like in there, vanilla bean pieces in there, uh, and you just put it in that raised, yeasted donut. It's just like very uh, fluffy, and you can eat about three of them. Uh, that air will come expand in your stomach, but it is uh, is good as hell. Yeah,
1: see, we would we would tend to do that with more like a pastry, but it's not to say people yeah. don't. But it's like, is that really like okay? I run a beard most of the time. I have to deal with my beard. And glazing and cream, that's a disaster. A donut yeah, is complicated enough to eat at the best of times. That's why I'm not a field person. How about you, Griff? What is your go-to? Is it the angel cream or are you like a, a chocolate well, guy? Out,
0: out here it's tricky. Uh, angel cream, I don't know where to find that. I used to get it from uh, my donut shop in Joliet, Illinois. Um, here, uh, it's, it's a mixed bag with donuts, My favorite in, in down, I I had my favorite recently when I was in Chicago trying to get my fucking imaging done, but, um, I had a, it's a place called, uh, do right. Donuts makes a, uh, lemon, uh, Meyer lemon pistachio raised donut. Uh, so it's, it's just like this, got this Meyer lemon frosting with chopped pistachios on top. That's fire. And I know you're not a cake donut fan, but I do love old-fashioned donuts. I don't know if you're familiar with what an old-fashioned donut is, but it is sort of a cake donut. But it's it's often got I don't know what makes it so crackly on the outside, but it's got this kind of unusual shape, and it has this glaze on it that gets sort of like a hard like that gets a very crusty on the outside. Yep, so it's got really good texture. It's a, it's a little crusty. You could definitely sense the oil in there a little bit. Um, they're really, really good. So old-fashioned donuts, I've always liked. Um, not always a big cake donut fan, but the old-fashioned is a, is, a, is a I'm a sucker for that.
1: Now, for anybody in the Gippsland region, I'd recommend specifically in East Gippsland, Big Bear Donuts, and my favorite from from them is actually one that was taken off a TV show. <laughs> it is the Homer Simpson donut. Super simple. Oh yeah. Pink icing, with sprinkles, delicious.
0: Oh, it's got buttermilk or sour cream. That's what sort of makes it what it is with the old fashioned donut.
1: I I don't mind them. If I'm going to have a, a, a cake donut, the the buttermilk or sour cream donut is is kind of the way to go. I don't yeah, mind them. So got to be honest. Yeah.
0: Sometimes they'll put. Sometimes they'll put a little. Um, there is a cake donut at Do Right I like. Well, I think it's just the old fashioned, but they put a Valrhona chocolate ganache on top, and that's you know, I mean, if you're gonna fuck your morning up, let I me mean, just go all out, might as well, right? Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a good that was a good question. I thought. Thank you, Corey. Next time, post it in the mail keg, or else. But we'll lift the game now. Yeah. Right. Raise it up, team. Uh, what else was out there, Tony? Ooh. We got, um, uh, oh God, more donut stuff. Uh, <laughs> there was oh, a yeah, bunch grammar of purist, grammar purist did <laughs> say he owned stock in Krispy Kreme. So that's funny. Boy, that, that probably hasn't gone good over a handful of years. Maybe it has. I don't know. Uh, post your stock prices gang, get in the discord, post your stock prices. Let us know how stuff's going. Uh, Corey was buying gas. No, let's let's Joe Brandon or whatever it says. Um, on his gas pump sticker here but somebody bought 75 cents of gas. <laughs> um, I that was for it's a like five, or something. I mean, it's like 550 a gallon here.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh moving over to the beer chat. Boy, a busy Discord week, don't he? Yeesh, good yeah. thing we're recording early. Um uh, Cascade Danko into Kansas City give him, give him some Kansas City tips If you're out there I'm surprised Corey hasn't Since he lives the closest <laughs> Of any of us to Kansas City But um, I threw out Boulevard And, and uh, Casey Beer And Alma Mater And to go, to go to Grinders And see our guys stretch um, Which is a funny thing If you've ever seen Triple D um, Tony you were drinking Your beer of the year here You want to cover that In Beer of the Week later
1: um, no, let's cover it now because it, all right, what do you got? Dan? I I've had so many good um beers. Um, this was what a collab between Mountain Culture, um, Banks Brewing, and Range Brewing. It was a super super juicy New England IPA. It all obviously right. used a shit ton of cryo because there was no hot burn to it. It was juicy, wow. it was delicious early nomination for beer of the year. But I tell you what, some of the other stuff gave it a run. But I I would say as much as I see of this style, I don't often get it as fresh as this cam was and as well handled as this cam was. So that's perhaps why I'm rating it so high. Um, Other people's in, in less remote places probably wouldn't rate it quite as highly as I did, but it was bang on for the style. It's everything you wanted. It was hillowy, and it was delicious and it was chewy. It was all the good stuff.
0: Looks like PMAC was on his way to get some of it for himself, so hopefully he liked it as well. Uh, Tony, you were also drinking this sour IPA. That's interesting. It
1: and it wasn't just like an old fashioned West Coast IPA. They actually took their their hazy at Bacchus and they soured it. Did a kettle sour on it. It dropped the cloudiness right out. But it was like um, jubes, if you're familiar with jubes. Um, it was like a a sour jube kind of um, <clears throat> really, really juicy, delicious. Um, and it really – I was worried about the mouthfeel being that it was their hazy, whether it would remain chewy, but because of the the sourness and I, maybe they changed their malt bill, I'm not sure, but it works. It was really – Really, an interesting beer. Big, big fan of all the beers that I've had from them, and that was P-Mac. perhaps the most interesting.
0: P Mac got me giggling with this that I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. But he said one of his favorite Bacchus is a white chocolate and raspberry pilsner, nope, <laughs> which no joke. I, all right, I'll try it, Tony. But I'm that one. That one got my uh, that one got my my cockles up a little bit. I know what you guys are talking about.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: What's that? White chocolate and raspberry Pilsner. Yeesh. All right. Hey, isn't so- that better yeah, than a know.
1: white chocolate stout, though? Like, it, it, it's better in a Pilsner, surely. That little bit of sweetness.
0: It, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll try it. Sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from it, honestly. So uh, I'm not against it or for it. I don't really know what it is. Um, uh, we is. 2 has been at a lot of Mayfests this, this week. So he's, he's drinking, he's on his Maybach shit right here, which is cool. Um, and then, uh, we had Max Allotman at a beer fest. Hell yeah. Drinking some Parabola, some Parabola, uh, from the gang over at Firestone Walker. We love Parabola. Parabola this year too, by the way. Um, and I hope Max hears this, that this year's Parabola might be the best in like a decade. Ooh. It is so fire. So Tony, if you stumble on some, maybe down there in Australia. I'm not sure if you guys ever get their barrel aged stuff. Occasionally, but uh, it's it's totally mind blowing this year. It's like punching up. It's nuts. Yeah, for the price too. It's like it's like $10.99 for a for a bottle with a box in a bottle or whatever <laughs> bottle in a box. Uh, Max Lautman today was drinking a little uh, mash up here of uh, other ha- of broccoli, other half broccoli and Fidens' Eugene uh, Axe. Uh, some this is some haze right here. So Nope a man drinking some monster haze.
1: You say drinking? Is he really drinking? This looks more like an eating experience. It is <laughs> thick. I feel like you need this, a spoon. I've been, I've been drinking
0: less hazies, you know, over the last year or so, and uh, I don't know. I think I, those B vitamins you get from those things are probably pretty good for your <laughs> digestive health. I got to say, they they will flush you out hard. <laughs> so. um you know, I think I've become. I'm. I'm. My. I'm. I'm hitting fours more often on the. Uh, on the old Bristol chart, but. Uh, <laughs> but this one would usually. It felt like you got a nice detox once in a while when you were drinking a lot of hazy beer. So <laughs> some, you got to sneak in like some Keller beer or something to try to replicate that experience. Get some
1: good gut health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or eat some yogurt or something. You know. Um. We've got to so, yeah, talk about the show play. chat
1: thread and uh, yeah. the pithy response from w about oh, yeah. our, our discussion of particular states in America.
0: Yeah, um, what do we got here? Yeah, so we had... Uh, um, Oh, yeah, uh, this is just some crap I post. But, yeah, so W2 says, uh, well, he had two two thoughts on Wisconsin. One, he said, I don't have to torture myself with Wisconsin, old-fashioned. Yeah, okay, but I have to make content, so I don't yeah. know. And then uh, he said, that's right, fuck Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, so
0: the man does not like Wisconsin. Uh, we know he does not like Wisconsin, uh, so the man hates Wisconsin. He's from Minnesota, though. They hate Wisconsin there.
1: Now, where does he fall on, say, a um, Wisconsin beer that is kind of popular within Wisconsin? What's his thoughts on Spotted Cow?
0: Ooh does does W Tude's like Spotted Cow? He'll have to answer that for us. I don't know. I think I think there's sort of universal Midwestern appreciation of the New Glarus Brewery, but. Um... You know, it's it's interesting with people from Wisconsin, Minnesota. They hate each other, but I do think they appreciate each other in a way because yep. they're so they are they do have similarities. They are brothers,
1: and that's yeah. the problem.
0: Um, that's the problem. It's they you, like you to just fight, wanna, You just want to fucking strangle your brother, yeah.
1: But if anybody makes fun of them, they're coming to their defense. So that's a good
0: point. That could be true. Although I don't know if anyone from Minnesota would come to Wisconsin. I think. I think it's sort of there's also there's also a big there's a big political gap between those states too that I think is worth pointing out that maybe is going to separate them further um since you know Wisconsin used to be a very progressive state and Minnesota historically has also been one but now Wisconsin sort of become Georgia uh of the north and Georgia <laughs> became Wisconsin uh so we <laughs> Uh, central Wisconsin is a sort of interesting place you got to deal with. You know, that's the thing. But New Glarus is in New Glarus is like outside of Madison. So, I mean, that's still in the part of Wisconsin. Action. that's still, still savageable, you know, salvageable is, uh, savage-able. uh or set. Well, that too, you know, uh, is, is, a uh, Madison, you know, Milwaukee to a degree, you know, whatever, but the rest of it, eh, you know, I guess we'll have to see. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go, Wisconsin. Uh, it's, it's got problems. Hi <laughs> right, Tony. Uh, get uh, I think people should get in our discord. I'm sure you agree. Uh, you guys can come hang out with us, send us a note on Instagram. Uh, we are at Beer Engine Pod. We will add you. send us an email Beer Engine show at gmail.com. We'll add you, donate a dollar to us ko-fi.com/ beerenginepodcast. And you will get the address, and you can come hang out with us in the Discord and chit chat with all these fun people. We love them all. Thank you for supplementing our content. Tony, let's move on to Logger of the Week. Griff's Logger
1: of the Week. Griff's Logger of the
0: Week. All right, Tony. Uh, lager of the week for me, you're going to love this. Here's a good bit for you. Uh, Tony, I think my lager of the week was the Miller high life that I drank. Wow. Uh, at the silver, the silver stamp on Sunday. It was hot Sunday. Uh, weirdly steamy for Vegas. Um, maybe reached a, uh, a humidity of like 15 or, or 20%. Um, so I was getting a little, I was getting a little like, Sweat under my uh for on my hair my forehead here, so uh, I was like, man, I think the only thing I want is an ice cold Miller High Life, and I had one, and you know, for you could say there's lots of faults about different macro beers, but I think Miller High Life is exactly what it says it is. Um, it's a nice, refreshing, you know, corn, rice, and barley American lager. I'm not sure how much more on the spot. A macro lager gets the Miller High Life. I think they hit the target with that one. And it tasted great. Um, even tried it. Uh, one of the bartenders gave me a little lime salt to sprinkle in, sprinkle in there. It was a lime, like dehydrated lime. Uh, nice. And it actually, I, I put it in for like the last quarter of the beer, like a little sprinkle of it. <laughs> kind of tasty, Tony. I liked it. So Miller High Life congrats you're the first macro i think to win lager of the week so look well, at you tony what, you, what about you
1: i can't actually come up with the name of it right now so hold me to the name of it but um our local aldi had a limited buy on a gem and pilsner it was okay. 11 bucks a four pack
0: and oh, wow. 500
1: mil um cans and it, it was kind of delicious and it's It was especially delicious for 11 bucks. So whatever beer that was, that is my lager of the week. I'll look it up. I'll (laughs) post it in the Discord. All right. I'm looking at um, Aldi Pills and the beer that I'm looking at um, on the internet is not the beer that I consume. So who knows where they got it from. Somewhere in Germany, they tell me anyway.
0: Nice of Germany to send that over to you guys. That's cool. Yeah. Miller High Life, of course, Tony came from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Take that, W2. Sorry.
1: But was it brewed um, in
0: Mil- Milwaukee? Was mine brewed in Milwaukee? I don't know. I would guess. You would guess? but I think they... if they're brewing, they they sell a lot less Miller High Life than they do Miller Light. I would this think Miller true. Light is the one they are cranking out the most in other brewing locations. But I'm not really sure where the other Miller breweries are, honestly.
1: Maybe it says it's brewed maybe in Canada, not, so maybe it was brewed there. Well, that well,
0: I, well, yeah, but well, it's easier to they probably want to do that in Canada because they don't have to import anything, would be my guess. Why would they send us why would they import their own beer from Canada?
1: <laughs> that
0: can't be cheap, right? Fine, all right, who knows? Let's move to beer. Who cares. Man, Tony, what'd you drink this week?
1: Okay. We have a... It was a travelling show that was then made into a DVD performance thing. It was a travelling troupe. They were called Puppetry of the Penis. They made... They essentially specialised in dick tricks. That was their whole deal. We have that. We have that here. Yeah. Well, I think it was founded in Australia. I think it's... I think we took it to the mainstream, turned it into a stage show. And... Bacchus, um, produces an imperial stout. They call it a double pastry on untapped, uh, called puppetry of the peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) And it was an absolutely delicious stout. I'm going to do a mini version of untrapped with you. So I'll read you the style, give you the check-ins and all the info. I'll, I'll tell you that I rated this five out of five, um, So we've taken our Snickers ale and amped it up to create a delicious pastries out. Flavours of chocolate, nougat, caramel and peanuts bring you to the classic candy bar in liquid form. That is the blurb. It comes in at 14.6 ABV.
0: 14.6 ABV. Uh, Jeez.
1: There are 177 check-ins. What This is stout, right? Yep, it is. Okay. 14.6 uh, ABV. 176 check-ins.
0: 177. Uh, I'm going to
1: go with 4.38. Wow, I can give it to you because it comes in. This is an Australian beer, not a lot of check-ins. I grant, granted that, but it comes in at 4.45. Wow. Which is a yeah, about going
0: Hey, sometimes these peanuts are pretty good. They come in real clear, which I like.
1: The, these guys specialize, <laughs> like you would worried about their white chocolate pilsner. These guys specialize in peanut beers. Their peanut gosa is killer. I'm waiting to try the imperial version of that. Um, but yeah, that All comes right. through real clear, really delicious. Griff, what were you drinking? Oh, man. I uh, went, to,
0: went to Corey's a little bit on Friday. Uh, I had a little, uh, not, not really a share, but we ended up opening a couple bottles because whatever, it's what you do on a Tuesday or on a Friday. So I Tuesday, Friday, some, who knows? Uh, who gives a shit? I had some Cycle with me. It was a, a beer I got from Tavor, Cycles. Tuesday, that's why I said Tuesday. The beer is named Tuesday. A two-year barrel-age start, start? stout in Woodford. <laughs> Woodford Reserve Master's Collection Chocolate Rye Barrels. Um, And this was fucking fire, Tony. I loved it. Um, I didn't rate it for some reason. I I forgot to rate it. Um, It was killer, though. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Huge barrel flavor for one of these, like, sweet beers. It was a ton of barrel flavor. Very much that, like, spicy rye taste with some nice dark chocolate kind of running through there from those barrels um a plus on that one cycle you guys hit the target some of those cycle beers can be a little hit or miss but when they um don't get too adjunct heavy they seem to have their game together so i'm i'm uh i'm I'm on board with that nice job from the gang over in st petersburg not russia st petersburg florida
1: i don't know which one is more fucked up
0: the uh, or Florida? One, of, one, of them, one of them has the Tampa Bay Rays and one of them doesn't.
1: Well, I still don't know which one's more fucked up. Okay, one yeah. last mini untrapped game for you, Griff. Another okay. back of spear. It is the K-Sour J-A-F. Um, that's the one that I was talking about sure. um, in the Discord. I'll give you the blurb because it's a big, long blurb. K-Sour JAF is our kettled sour version of our JAF New England-style IPA. That is the entire blurb. It comes in at 7.7 ABV. It is uh, zero IBUs. It's a kettle sour, and there are 72 check-ins.
0: 3.65.
1: 3.65, did you say? Yeah. Way low, 4.13. Wow, wow. I These told you this IPAs. thing worked.
0: Those sour IPAs don't hit, so there you go. How about that?
1: I, I how about told that?
0: You. A sour IPA that popped a rating. Nice job. That's not a Hudson Valley one. Hudson Valley's the only one. These are all just full of candy. And,
1: um, and they know how to do a gozer as well. All right, all right
0: hi tony uh nice that was some good beers we drank this week holy shit we're actually drinking decent beer i know it's crazy
1: once i get through this Um, back disorder i'm gonna be fucked but while i get through it it is quality let's
0: uh why don't we move on to some of that there hyper beer nerd dark shit
1: news let's do that hyper beer nerd dark shit news
0: all right, modern, the Modern Times uh, thing is uh, moving to towards its uh, uh, finale here.
1: Now, quick question um, before we go into detail. What's going to happen first? Elon Musk and Twitter are going to break up, or Modern Times is going to be sold and completed?
0: Oh, I think Elon Musk and Twitter are going to break up first. I think it'll be not close. Um, so... Here's what we're getting from Modern Times. The uh, auction is coming up. Um, it'll be on the 17th. They're going to be auctioning off. It doesn't say everything they're going to have, but they're going to have the sale confirmation hearing will be the 20th. So that's coming up. Um, What's that? Uh, at two weeks. We'll actually know, like, I think we're going to know who... Who ended up with, with the brewery. Um, I wish I could see everything they were auctioning off. It's hard to tell.
1: Who's your money um, on to to get the majority of it, whether it be the equipment or modern times is goodwill and name and factory I, and all that I shit. I think
0: Maui I think Maui will get the um will get the, the property of modern times, whatever remains, um, that they're not auctioning off. I don't know if they're auctioning off like Coffee roasters and shit or whatever, or if they're just, or if they're, um, or if that's just for the for the whole shit. I don't really, I can't really tell, but um, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to find. It's hard to find out uh, what they're auctioning off, but we'll know who owns it on the twentieth. So I guess I'd stick with Maui because they're the only ones I know that are making an offer. Um, I guess the uh, I guess the one to look out for would be Kings and Convicts. <laughs> because they seem to take everything, so they um, yes, do. Maybe, maybe they're going to sneak <laughs> in there with a uh, with a bid. Um, could be. I don't know. You know, they tend to not like paying anything for it. So seven point six million might be a little stiff for their blood. Uh, Maui might Maui might have the high bid there. We'll see. I hope they stick around. You know, it's, that's the you know we don't want them to go away. I like the beers.
1: Yeah. It it's it's sort of one of these these issues with a corporate corporation business like Modern Times where they produce like 10 or 20% of their business is great but it was so poorly managed that um it really went downhill fast. So it'll be great yeah. to see that that product survive in in somebody's hands hopefully.
0: Uh in other news Tony, the Brew Dog Las Vegas is on track um, <laughs> for what I'm not sure but it is happening uh, Stuff is happening at the Brew Dog Las Vegas so uh, they their Instagram is up Brew Dog Vegas if you want to take a look but they I'm um, oh, sorry it's Brew Dog Las Vegas okay. they have, they closed this they shut down the strip. On the 17th to lift up bar equipment on top of the building where they're going to be. Um, you can see video of them building out the interior. On May 19th, uh, it's uh, it's going to happen. I, I think it's going to happen, Tony. I would say if I had to guess, end of 2022 would be my 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 toss out as a as a potential opening.
1: Now, given the amount of baggage that beer nerds have towards it, will, bottom line, even be affected? Will the people going to this establishment even know about any of the press surrounding Bruno?
0: Most of the people who are on the Vegas Strip are not, either don't know about it or don't care and are just sort of like, oh, cool, a beer place.
1: You yeah. Know? yeah. I, I just um, I thought that would be the case, but I just thought I would ask you your opinion of that yeah. because you're yeah. you're a, re, a resident in Vegas. So I can't can't see many things in Vegas like being affected by like politics. It's just like look, there are things you, you, you go to any of this shit, man. You just go to it. Yeah, there's yeah. shit here. You go to it.
0: You know. Um. Am I going to go to it? Probably not. I don't know. You
1: know. Go on. Um, You've got to do it at least once. You've got to do the tourist I think, thing.
0: I think I'll be forced to look at it at least once. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully Kelly doesn't make me go to the olive garden. That's under, that's downstairs from it. Um, but they have a fancy olive garden down there now too. So I, uh, yeah, I think I'll have to go to it once and you know, maybe I'll get lucky. I'll try to peep their menu and see if they, cause they usually do keep a rare bottle set on. So I wouldn't mind drinking like a fucking classic goose while I was there anyways from Canteon. um, that would be ideal. um, We'll see. Well, I, we'll see. Uh, what do you think, Tony? You think they can, based on the two Instagram photos? Do you think they can uh, get it done before the end of the year? Or do you think it's going to go longer? Oh, this
1: this comes. Well, I don't know what the construction pipelines are in Vegas right now. If they're like the rest of the world, I think they will struggle to find materials and people. Um, but I yeah. think Vegas is its own beast. So, therefore, they'll get it done. I think the real estate people in Vegas... People will
0: be a problem. I don't think... Um, I don't know about materials as much, but they are. I mean, it's, everything's having everyone's having supply chain issues. Yeah. So.
1: I think because the real estate is so valuable within Las, Las Vegas um, and it's got to be earning, I just think they'll throw more resources, more dollars, gets more people, gets more materials. They'll find a way to get it done. And I think it'll be open... Um, I think around November time, early November, based on what I see. Of course, I have no construction experience. If they were,
0: um, if they were smart, they would try to get this thing open before the Golden Knights started because it's right by the stadium.
1: There you go. You you love a Golden Knights game. I could imagine you yeah, checking in and, and having some problematic brew dog beer.
0: Having a, having a punk IPA. Uh, a, a, a punk IPA, uh, served to me by a, um, by a lady who is uh, who was cr- creeped on <laughs> on the internet by James Watt, <laughs> apologizing for drinking the five and a half percent stale IPA that she's serving. me. Yeah, that's cool. Um, can't wait. Boy, go night, huh? Um, Tony, last thing this this kind of I don't know I know we don't I don't know if we've talked about brand refreshes much here. It's not that interesting, I guess. But um, I put the link in here. Great Divide is a is a sort of long standing brewery here in yeah. the in the US in Denver uh, makes a they, I think they still make great beer. Uh, I don't drink it as much as I probably should or would. I don't even think we get it here in Vegas, honestly. The Yeti series is a classic.
1: It is. Uh, I think I've had test- some of that.
0: Great tasting Imperial Stout. The Colette Farmhouse Ale in a can is fucking bomb. Uh, Really good. Uh, Saison. Titan IPA. But they've had a pretty steady brand look and feel, and they have changed it up big time, Tony. Wow. Look at this. Uh, I actually like it. (laughs) Wow. Um, uh, This is one of the few rebrands that I – think is actually distinctive and interesting like it looks good i like the colors um i think it has a. I think the font is a little more fun uh it's not so stale i mean when anchor rebranded i thought that was like the most stale shit yeah ever we looked at that it, it was so boring um and we've had other breweries even boulevards rebranding was like it they became more aerial like you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I'm this with This is, you. like,
0: fun, you know? It's got still sort of a slightly cartoon, sort yeah. of, um, I don't know how to say cartoon, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe, like, a more, uh, I don't know, fun or funny or uh, retro, even, feel to it. Like Just cohesive. Like a, like yeah, it's cohesive. Their, it their
1: font's good. modernized, and, like, that's, like, typesetting and typography is one of those underrated things. Like, The improvement from the Yeti type now compared to what it was is huge and that goes across the whole brand. I agree. I think this is a massive upgrade. I had to go back and look at their old packaging and this is a massive improvement. I really like it. I think it's cohesive but doesn't do any damage to what they had previously. Um, Nothing in their range, I would say, from a packaging and branding point of view was iconic. This stuff is at least clean. And that lager can, that can sit in any fridge and you'll you'll think, I'll pick up that lager. It's, it's,
0: yeah, it's I want perfect. that. It, it, it sort of looks good to drink based on just the picture of the can, you know, which is a yeah. good sign. You know what it makes me think of is sort of some of the typeface and look and feel of some of the stuff that surrounds like the national park system. Okay, uh, I'll have to take your word. I don't know why I get that feeling, like retro... Outdoorsy looking, and I think that fits with Denver's sort of whole vibe. So um, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I like it. That's the again. It's the it's the rare rebrand that I think I like. And And great color choices. Send it over to Kelly to see if she agrees, and (laughs) then retape this when she doesn't. Yeah, Um, but I like the color choices. Good good job. Great job. I like it. I do too. Yep. I like those boxed. I like the way they bought it. I like the, the ones that, they do, that do the box set but yep. rather than the rings. Um, I think that's a better, better look. Uh, all right, Tony, I think it's time to move on to our game for the day. Um, why don't we hit that music? This is going to be a little game. It's a, we're going to play a little closest to the pin. Price is right style game. So let's get that Australian price is right music flowing here. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, it's long.
1: I know. I think it goes on for a (laughs) while. Another 38 seconds to go, according to my uh, mixing console.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll just ride the fader like a DJ.
1: Just when you think it's gone, I'll bring it back.
0: I mean, you guys filled the hour with prices, right? No problem with having the three-minute intro. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Tony. Uh, I was I was reminded of the price of of Hazy IPA uh, recently by a uh, friend of ours who went over to the Treehouse Brewery over there in um, in uh, what's that in Massachusetts? There, so. Uh, I wanted to try and see if you couldn't guess for me uh, the cost of a few of the items in their online store. Okay. It's going to be a treehouse. Price is right, closest to the pin. I will not penalize for going over. We're going to go true closest to the pin. Okay, um, this, is I two, this is not showcase. This is not showcase. Okay, good. Just to get, just sort of a guess the price game. Uh, we will add up how far you are off at the end, and if you are under, we have five. Uh, we're gonna have five beers here, five. Sorry, products, and if you are within under eight dollars, we're gonna call that. We're gonna call that a win. Oh, so I don't like my chances. Up add up his total well you know all these things are not i mean these aren't hundreds of dollars well maybe they are, but they they aren't it's beer so whatever
1: yeah but Um, you've got to remember i come from an australian price perspective and as much as you can tell me the price of a particular beer it's very hard for me to to frame a marketplace like treehouse and what they're doing if that was an australian brewery I, i would at least be in the ballpark but Let's negotiate
0: here. How about $10? We'll give you $10 to play with.
1: No, I I think the margin was fine. I wasn't angling for more points. All I was saying is I could fuck it up in the first one.
0: All right, $8 to play with. Here we go. First one, five to go here. We're going to start with uh, one of their signatures. So we are going to start with uh, the beer called... It's a pertinent. They don't actually, they are not currently selling regular Julius. (laughs) So we are going to go with a different classic of theirs. This is actually is called green. Okay. Um, This is an American IPA, 7.5% alcohol by volume. It's four pack of 16 ounce cans is a hazy looking beer, Tony. It's a cross continental IPA. Made with Australian and American hops, this tropical-heavy IPA opens up in the glass with notes of hugely flavorful notes. Notes of hugely flavorful notes. All right. All that money and couldn't get a copywriter. Of lemon, lime, pineapple, sorbet, and tangerine. Has a soft but pointed bitterness and rich velvety mouthfeel. Intensely kettle and dry hopped, yet balanced and flavorful. Green is a beloved crew favorite here at Treehouse. This is a four-pack of green. It's an IPA, 7.5% for green. Uh, This is sort of one of their standards.
1: Give me the ABV again.
0: 7.5.
1: And the serving size, how many ounces? 16 ounces, a pint can. Oh, pint can. Okay. I'm, I'm going to just have to go a safe answer. I think it's more than this, but I don't want to go too high. Just I know that I can go either side of the pin, but I just want to get myself within sort of five bucks in the first answer and then I can dial it in as I go. Give it to me okay. for $15.50. Oh,
0: my God, Tony. Uh-oh. You... Uh oh. The price of green, a four pack of green, Uh-oh. is $15.20.
1: <gasps> yes! I'm so happy I can lose the rest it of the game. It's
0: you, 30 cents off. So you have 30 Ooh. cents in the bank. Okay. You have $7.70 left to play with. Uh, thank you, you to got the crowd. green right.
1: Thank you nice to the crowd. Nice job.
0: They're going like this, up, up, down, 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 up, 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 down, 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 down. They're pointing at you. They're screaming. Let's move on. Let's do a stout, Tony. Let's try a stout. How about that? Okay. This one's called Hold On to Sunshine. This is a coffee stout, 7.6% 16-ounce cans, four-pack. Okay. Hold On to Sunshine is a rich and delicious stout intended to be savored and enjoyed across the campfire. Pale and chocolate malts, lactose, coffee, cacao, and peanut butter. It exhibit notes of rich milk, chocolate, dark brown sugar, creamy espresso, and chocolate-covered peanut butter cups. Uh, A luxurious mouthfeel and creamy body contribute to a beer that feels much bigger than it is. A decadent treat and one that won't overwhelm you with heaviness, yet is loaded with delicious, bold flavors. Four-pack of 7.5% coffee stout with a bunch of adjuncts in it. Peanut butter, coffee, And chocolate. What do you got?
1: But importantly, no barrel time was mentioned in that blurb, so that reduces no. the cost somewhat. I think this is more expensive than the IPA, but not by much. I'm thinking that this comes in at $17.27. $0.27? Right. I just wanted He's- to make you do some weird math. Because I know it'll either be twenty five or a dollar or fifty.
0: Tony, the price of "Hold On to Sunshine." Ooh, this is gonna throw you back a little bit. This one is twenty one dollars and twenty cents. Okay, which is about three dollars and ninety three cents off.
1: Okay, that hurt. It does hurt now that I've done the math. I've used half my budget. Uh, Yeah, I've got three beers to go.
0: Half uh, your budget, in. you, uh, uh, man, you are going to make me get the calculator out here. Um,
1: <laughs> that was my whole point. Like you do all the work with the games, but to make you do basic, basic math is one of my most fun things ever. So this is great.
0: $3. You're down to $3 and 77 cents. Oh, that makes sense. Half. All right, here okay. we go. We got three beers left. Let's go back. Let's go. Let's go back to IPA. Okay. Let's go bold on this one. What do we got? Oh, here's a classic for you, Tony. This one is called. uh, Where is it? King Julius. It's King Julius.
1: King Julius. He's
0: in here. We didn't have regular Julius, but the king is in the house. Uh, King Julius. Where are you? There you are. Uh, Double IPA, this is 8.2%, which is funny because their regular IPA is (laughs) 7.6%. Double IPA, 16-ounce cans. King Julius is an American double IPA brewed to be an exceptionally flavorful, juicy, and hop-saturated beer while never tiring the palate. Its vivid citrus aromas give way to flavors of orange creamsicle, mango smoothie, and a bounty of fresh tropical fruit. We find it to be supremely soft in the midst of an onslaught of flavor, a beer we are quite proud of. King Julius four-pack. What do you got, Tony? 8.2%.
1: See, the trouble I have with with King Julius is the alcohol volume. It's not that much more alcohol, but I think it's a shit ton more hops. Am I able to ask what is the regular... Price of just plain old Julius is that? I can't.
0: It's not on here, Tony. Okay. There is no regular Julius, Uh, Tony. If I had to, if I don't want to help you, (laughs) if I had to guess, I would not think it's too far off from the other kind of core beers that I like. Say Green. Okay. I'm probably not that far off from those because they're core beers here are sort of in the same range.
1: Yep. So this is not a cool beer though. So I've got to go
0: up. Right, so regular Julius, yeah, yeah, right. Yep.
1: And I think this falls close to that adjunct beer that we spoke about last time, but not quite as high. I'm going to go nineteen dollars and eighty six cents.
0: Yeah, Tony, uh, you are close on that one. That's good. You are off. Uh, the price is twenty dollars and twenty cents. Okay. So you are within thirty-four cents on that one.
1: Two so beers that, that I was gets in you the ball that pack. dude.
0: Three dollars and thirty-three cents. All right. Um. So you have three dollars thirty-three cents to play with with two beers remaining you needed that one that gave you some a little bit of cushion here why don't we try a sour tony oh, oh. no
1: <laughs> oh no don't know how to, <laughs> how, to how to price that because how yeah, much expertise is in the souring process versus just throwing hops at it
0: all right so this is called strawberry tart it's a four pack tart wheat beer four percent alcohol Strawberry Tart is a tart wheat ale brewed with strawberry puree. pours a brilliant pink color in the glass, carries delicious notes of sweet strawberry and tart lemon with a tangy and wheat-centric finish. Soft, effervescent, easy to drink, pairing beautifully with your favorite foods of the holiday season. 4% wheat beer. So this is... I don't suspect this is a mega glooper. I would think this is sort of your maybe more delicate strawberry beer. So... 4%, 4-pack, 16-ounce cans with strawberries.
1: Oh, I've got to go low on this. Like, yes, strawberries are expensive. Griff, you've got me in a quandary. I'm going to say, and this is, I think, this is where I could break. I could break on the fourth beer because I really don't know which direction I'm going to miss, but I know I'm going to miss. I'm going to go. $14.11.
0: Tony, you are not out of it yet. Ooh, ooh. Uh, You are off by $1.90, sorry, (laughs) $1.09. The beer costs $15.20. So $1. Oh nine, Tony. You have a good amount to play with here. No, I don't. You are gonna. Well, last beer coming up. You are gonna be have two dollars and twenty four cents of room to mess with the final beer. And we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go a whole other direction here because we are going to go with. Oh man. What am I going to do, Tony? (laughs) Uh, Here we go. You're going to love this. So we're going to switch it up big time, and we're going to go with uh, a Uh, (laughs) two-pack. This is a (laughs) two-pack of of their Tree of Life Vanilla Bean. Okay. Uh, This is an 11.8% barley wine in two 16-ounce cans. Tree of Life Vanilla Bean is a rendition of our house barley wine made with a blend of barrel aged and fresh barley wine. So this is a back blended barley wine conditioned atop heaps of hand sliced whole bean vanilla. The result is an amazingly complex treat that carries notes of caramel, mascarpone, uh, sticky caramel and vanilla mousse dense, decadent, and highly enjoyable Vanilla Bean Tree of Life is a beverage worth savoring with a friend or a loved one. I'm sure people are just pounding 16 ounce cans of this. It will age well in the can. It must remain cold. Enjoy. Two cans of Tree of Life Vanilla Bean. Barley wine. This is a tricky one.
1: It is. Uh...
0: A a non-barrel aged barley wine, but has barrel aged components.
1: Yep. Because the, And you know what, what the issue is here, but how much of the back blend is a part of it and how much cost is it because of that? I'm not looking for specifics. I'm just saying that's what makes it tough for me. But hey, I, for I, sure. I, I think you're looking about nine bucks a can, perhaps more. I'm going to go a touch more. Let's go 9 dollars a can. So that's 18 $19. 19 dollars Twenty-four cents. I don't like my chance, but that's what I landed on. Nineteen
0: dollars and twenty-four cents. Tony, you made the mistake—a uh, right, a, a mistake that would have been right to make. And you thought Treehouse would only be weirdly expensive beer, but they have also just strangely priced beer that you don't know why it's priced this way. <laughs> And in this case, a two-pack of this barley wine with a bunch of vanilla in it is a mere steal compared to what I'm paying this MFR at Horace at the price of $16.10 or 32 ounces of vanilla with a component of barrel-aged barley wine. So well, that I leaves you mad. off... By three dollars and fourteen cents, which means you have spent eight dollars and ninety cents, which is just a hair too much. Tony, there is some pricing of these beers that will blow your fucking head off. Um but also but in either way. Yep. So for example, uh how about we look at this four Four-pack of um, fucking something called Rainbow, which is just um, some random IPA that just costs $20, you know? Uh, Or Juice Machine, double IPA with Galaxy, $22.20 for a four-pack. That's $6 more than the two-pack of barley wine. I don't – Emperor Julius is 8.7 double IPA, so 0.5% more – alcohols uh and you get and you got to pay 24 bucks for this thing Um, crazy wild i mean baffling here vanilla bean aftermath two pack 13 dollars that's not expensive (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand how they're doing this (laughs) whatever i mean i i I guess i mean they know their costs better than me here's a four pack of pilsner for 15 dollars what the fuck? Um, <laughs> fucking bad. I'm just like mind blown. They also sell Meyer lemon vodka and soda that they make in house, which actually sounds really good.
1: It does. Um, now you set the game. Yeah, How yeah. well did you think I would do? Is this about the ballpark you had me in either way? Or did you think I'd do better? Um, I think you did
0: really well, actually. I, um, I, 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 I wrestled with the $8, so I was willing to get negotiated into, but then you just wanted me to stick with it. So,
1: hey, you said the uh, rules. With it. Uh,
0: yeah. no, I was. Uh, I was fine with it.
1: No negotiation.
0: Uh, Tony, here is a beer. This is 750 milliliters, a beer called Double Shot Party Blend. Um, It's a, yeah, 750. This is a heavily chocolate forward blend made with house-roasted coffee. Uh, of, of 9% Imperial Stout. Crack this bottle the group of friends and enjoy a flavor profile of chocolate cookies, chocolate ice cream, and mocha on a dense and fluffy body. What do you think that 750 mil
1: bottle costs? Oh. So, this 750 mil bottle, I'm going to go lower than I think. I'm going to go 1250.
0: Yeah, it's 14 bucks. I mean, that's pretty good.
1: That is, but that's just. We'll- based on you saying that they had some cheap shit.
0: Yeah, $14 for that coffee Imperial. I know it's not 15%, but still, like, it's pretty good. That's like what a Boulevard Imperial stuff costs, you know? <laughs> Wild. All right, Tony, that was a fun one. Maybe some more Prices Right games in the future. That was a good one. Um, uh, why don't we wrap this up? Why don't you tell people where they can find us?
1: Sure, they can find us on Untap. Because I've been checking in some beers, and I know Griff has as well. He's Griff AD if you want to see his beers. I'm St Moz on Untapped. Um, you can send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us a tip at ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast, um, Or you can check us out on Instagram. We are at beerenginepod. Um, really fun game. It was it was fun to play the Price is Right game. We haven't played it in a while, but... Um, I think what you sent me was a tough challenge. I didn't quite live up to it, but it was enjoyable to, to try and work out the pricing of a You're seemingly random mo- brewery.
0: Yeah. But next week, me a pizza beer. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Whatever it costs, we'll find out. All right, Tony, uh, until next week, why don't we uh, wrap this thing up? Uh, another, another classic uh, from the gang over here at the Beer Engine Podcast. What are we at? A hundred and...
1: Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. My numbering system all right. is all screwed up. And it's not your fault, it's mine. I've doubled some numbers when I fucked up, so we're over hundred. I know that much. Who really cares Perfect. about numbers? They're just a construct. That's right. Time and numbers. Society. Yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah. numbers.
0: I mean we can just stay up all night and get drunk on, on Imperial Stout. Maybe we just do that, huh? That sounds cool.
1: Who needs to stay up all night? Let's start the day off with some Imperial Stout.
0: Seven AM, Perfect. baby. Let's do it. All right, gang, we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.